Patience is a virtue. Not just good things, but great things. Come to those who wait. We have been waiting for this moment for quite some time. But it's finally here. Ryan Mitchell alongside Wyatt Morrell, thanks so much for joining us for another edition of Unlike Any Other, the UMAC. Wyatt, how are you on this fine Monday evening, December the 6th, when we're recording this one? Well, I don't know if you've been paying attention to what's going on in northwest Minnesota, but uh, we got a foot of snow yesterday. Wow. The temperature did not get above zero degrees today. So let's just say it's nice to uh, always have something to look forward to, even in these blizzard-like conditions, which is this podcast and conference play starting soon. So as you said, uh, patience is very key. I'm getting through it up here, but uh, certainly excited to have that start up soon and for a couple things we'll be doing on this episode as well as a few things coming up in the future as well. Hope you're doing well also, and uh, I'm excited to get into this one. Yeah, we don't uh, have the snow down here in the Twin Cities at the moment, Wyatt, but uh, the feels like when I got home today was about 10 below, so don't worry. It's it's not uh, all peachy down here in the Twin Cities at the same time, but yeah, I mean, we've been looking forward to this, Wyatt. You can enjoy appetizers and the hors d'oeuvres for so long. I mean, they're tantalizing for a little bit. You nibble on them, and it's kind of exciting, but it wears off after a while, and you're saying, all right, we came here, we got all dressed up, we sat down in this nice place to wait for the entree, okay? And the entree is finally coming. So finally, we have made it. UMAC play kicking off on Friday. We got a lot to get to in this episode, but as you mentioned, we're really looking forward to what we have coming with future content as well. A week from today, the next pod, really looking forward to some good conversation in that one, and I'll just uh, tease it real quick as to say it's not a coach and it's not a current player, but it will be someone who has quite the experience within the conference. What did you say? I said, who could it be? I, I, I don't know. I'll just leave it at that, and people can guess the from there. The suspense is killing me. I, yeah, I, it's killing me as well. So uh, <laughs> we'll see uh, where that goes <laughs> in the next week, uh, and we uh, hope that you enjoy that coming up as well. But, Wyatt, we're going to be uh, introducing something that you've done in the past that I've never done before. But tonight uh, we're going to be doing some fantasy basketball. So I'm kind of worried that uh, – you might get the better roster than I will because you have experience with this. But nonetheless, I'm uh, looking forward to doing that draft here later on tonight. And I'm sure you've actually played fantasy basketball from an NBA standpoint, but I'm sure you're just referring to the UMAC as a yeah. whole, well, correct? It's, it's, it's been a while uh, on the gotcha. NBA standpoint to play well, fantasy yeah, basketball. But hey, honestly, I'd rather play fantasy hoops in the UMAC than the NBA. That may be yeah, an unpopular take, but... I've given up with the fantasy basketball and the NBA. <laughs> Basically, just do fantasy football at this point. But anyways, yeah, I dabbled in it a little bit during my senior project a couple years ago. But uh, that doesn't mean I have a leg up on you. This has been a weird year as far as basketball goes and what players are kind of starting to showcase themselves as the best. So I'm excited to get that draft off and running tonight. And I'll certainly, we'll, we'll go over the rules with everybody before we start, but that should be a lot of fun. And then, of course, we're also going to, be re-ranking the teams from our initial rankings at the beginning of the season because now that we're a couple days away from conference play we said we would re-rank them and the time has come Ryan so ready or not you better have your team teams I should say ready to go 
But uh, we got something else to get to first here, Ryan. We have another interview to get to this week, and we're excited for this one just like we have been with the rest of them, and I'll kind of let you just take it away here as we get into it. Pleased to be joined by head coach of the Crown College women's basketball squad, Leah Zabla. Coach, really appreciate you taking some time to join us. Yeah, you bet. Happy to be here. Coach, you're now just about a month into the season so far, and this is your first head coaching job. If you could just kind of summarize what it's been like starting a new gig in a new position, how has the first month been for you so far? Yeah, I think this first month here um, has just been a really, really big blessing for me. You know, I'm I'm really thankful to be in this position and have the opportunity to lead this team. So um, really just a huge blessing um, and just really thankful for the opportunity and excited about our program and definitely the future is bright here. So pumped about that as well. So coach, uh, I ask some questions typically when we do this that are more related to the coach as a whole and just like off the court stuff. Going into your first game, let's say against Scholastica, you end up picking up that win. Urbina sets the school record. What were some of the emotions just from leading up to that game, I guess, during the day and then just seeing the team come away with that big win and just everything that kind of went into that day, I guess. Could you just describe kind of what that was like? Yeah, it, it was just a really, really awesome environment to be a part of. Um, we do have awesome fans and a great community out here at Crown. And so um, it was just a great environment to play in. And, and I know our kids had a blast too. So, um, you know, leading up to it, um, you know, we just do our best we can to prepare our kids. And, um, you know, I guess at the end of the day, it's my job to put them in situations to be successful. And so um, that's what we tried to do. And our kids really took advantage of that. Like you said, um, Dom had a great game and, and really, really did exactly what we were asking. So um, overall, it's just a great environment to be a part of. And um, it's just exciting to start the year off in that fashion as well. Coach, I want to go back a little bit now at this point and kind of just talk about a little bit of your journey to get to this spot as head women's basketball coach of Crown College and assisted in the past at North Central and then quite the playing career as well. Did you envision at some point I want to get to a spot where I am the head coach of a program or how did that kind of all come about to get you to this spot? Yeah, you know, I've always had dreams um, and aspirations to be a head coach, but at the end of the day, I've always just tried to be where my feet were and just trust in the Lord's plans for my life. So, um, you know, I've really had some awesome opportunities to play and to coach at different levels in various colleges and universities. So, um, you know, I've learned a lot and had some awesome experiences and, you know, I'm really blessed to be in this position and to have had this opportunity and um, and to start in July and to really have our first season underway is just awesome. And so, you know, I would just say overall, um, I've definitely had the dream and the aspiration to be a head coach, but um, at the end of the day, wherever God has me, I want to be fully there and be present and do my very best. So coach, how unique has it been able to be in a position where you're at a university like Crown and you can, every single day when you go to work, you know that you can incorporate your faith and make an impact with your players. You talk about how just being in the moment and where God has you. How awesome has that been to be able to land a head coaching job then at a place like Crown? Yeah, 
it's been a really great fit for me. You know, I'm, I'm really um, thankful to be in this leadership position where I can incorporate my faith. Obviously, that is um, the cornerstone of who I am and the foundation of everything that I do. And so um, it's huge for me to be able to implement that and um, to have our kids also um, be focused on that. And at the end of the day, just on the same mission is to glorify God and all that we do. And so um, it's been great. And I think this is a perfect fit for me to be here at Crown. Coach, we don't have to remind you that uh, conference play is right around the corner here with Friday night being the conference opener officially. You guys will be hosting Northwestern for that matchup. Already getting a good chunk of games, five games in the non-conference slate. What changes, if anything, as far as your messaging goes to your club heading into conference play now where you want to be hitting your stride, obviously, starting into UMAC play. Does anything change in this week leading up to that matchup? You know, I think um, overall our vision for our program is to get 1% better. Um, we talk a lot about just winning the day. Um, and so for us, that looks like continuing to grow and continue to improve individually and collectively. And so, you know, this week in preparation for a couple of conference games and, and honestly, more than anything, we're just happy to be back at home. We've had a lot of away games um, thus far. So just happy to be back at home, happy to get rolling with our conference play. But for us, it's just focused on getting 1% better. Um, and just win in the day. And so I think, you know, obviously we had practice today and we'll continue this week. And that remains our goal is to continue to um, build every single day to lay the foundation of our program and, and to really just focus on the progress and to focus on, um, you know, buying into what we're trying to do here. And, and you've seen that thus far. And so um, it's been cool to see the growth and we're just going to continue to encourage that growth as well. Coach, with any new move or promotion or job that you get, there's obviously challenges and changes that you have to adapt to. Has there been some specific things with moving from an assistant coach to a head coach that you have found difficult to adapt or adjust to? Or what are some new challenges with being a head coach, I guess? Is it what you thought it would be, I guess? Or is there some things that you didn't necessarily expect? Can you maybe just talk about the dynamic and differences from being in the role you're in now versus being an assistant coach? Yeah, you know, I wouldn't really say there's anything I didn't fully expect. You know, I have been a recruiting coordinator, um, so I really knew what the recruiting was going to look like. You know, I have been at a UMAC school, so I have experience with Division Three basketball. So, you know, a lot of these things um, definitely are not new to me. Um, you know, I think the interesting thing this year and and it was exactly like this last year, was just balancing COVID and, and what that looks like for uh, non-conference teams. And, um, you know, obviously um, that kind of makes things a little difficult at times. But overall, um, I wouldn't say anything is too surprising for me. And honestly, I would say, um, you know, I have actually had a lot of really awesome, um, maybe unexpected positive things um, come in my time here at Crown more than anything. Coach, if someone's going to come down to the WAC this weekend to watch you guys play on Friday night or Saturday afternoon or really any time throughout the rest of the season, when they walk away from the gym and they say, wow, this is how I would describe crown women's basketball for this season, what would you like people to be saying about your team's identity, how they define crown women's basketball? 
I would say first and foremost, they are gritty. Um, they don't give up on plays. They work really hard. They give it everything they have. You know, we talk a lot about being the toughest team um, and really, really overcoming obstacles and persevering. Um, so that's one thing is just being gritty. And then the second thing and um, probably something that I – think we have done a really good job of already this year is just to be a great teammate you know I think you'll see a lot of excitement from um, the, the bench as well as from the kids on the court and um, a lot of communication a lot of high fives a lot of um, just loving on and serving and caring um, for one another so um, I would just say the toughness the gritty piece is huge and then um, just want our kids to really have a great experience and I think that looks like being a great teammate and loving on one another as much as possible. Now coach you're obviously where you want to be right now in the position you're in but let's say you couldn't coach basketball or coach at all let's say and you have to do something else this is a common question I ask all the other coaches we've interviewed what else would you see yourself doing as far as line of work goes is there something else that you could see yourself doing? Um, you know, maybe, um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, probably, um, just being a mom, I would love to have kids someday. So, um, maybe being a mom, I also, I'm really like working in athletics. So maybe an athletic director, um, but I don't know, I've done some really awesome missions work as well and, um, loved my time I spent over in Africa. So, um, I guess that is three different answers to your question, but um, one of those probably. <laughs> coach, going back to your days as either a player or in your experience as a coach, is there a moment when you look back that sticks out that you say, that's been my favorite moment so far on a basketball floor, whether you're on the sideline or lacing them up as a player? Oh, boy. Um you know, I would say when I was at the University of North Dakota, we um, won the Big Sky Championship and played in the NCAA tournament. And I think being a freshman and starting and playing against um, Texas A&M was really memorable for me as a player. Um, you know, but I would say coaching um, has had a lot of awesome, awesome moments, I would say. Um, you know, there's been a few times where I have had student-athletes come to know the Lord for the first time or been baptized. Um, I would say that my time, um, the first game that we had against Galaska winning that game, I think was um, pretty memorable for me as well too. So um, a handful of them, they're all special in different ways. Um, but I would say overall, this is the best job in the world. And I don't even know if you can really call it a job. That's awesome perspective, Coach. And Wyden, I love to hear all the things that you're saying that go so much farther beyond the basketball floor. And really that's the beauty of college athletics is building people more than just the sport, but for the people that they'll become and that they'll be in their communities from there. So really appreciate what you're doing at crown. We wish you the best of luck this season and with conference play kicking off, we hope that it is a fun season for you and your first year. And we just uh, really appreciate the time and you joining wide and I. Thank you. Thanks guys. Appreciate you. Yeah, again, we really appreciate Coach Zabla for taking some time and chatting with us. They're off to a great start this year, and uh, what's been going on at that program is certainly something to keep an eye on here as we head into conference play, but we appreciate that conversation 
with her. Now, as we move ahead here, Ryan, it's time to get to our two main things. This podcast is going to be devoted, as far as our end goes, to our fantasy basketball segment, which we'll do now, and then we'll re-rank the teams here ahead of conference play. But there are people that have caught our attention, and we're keeping an eye on you. We're just not going to have the time tonight to go over those, and we're not going to do storylines. So we'll just get right into the fantasy basketball if you're ready to go. I'm as ready as I'll ever be. This is going to be really, really interesting. Yeah, I, I would echo that, and that's probably the right way to put it. So we'll uh, we'll pick women's players first, but let's go over the rules, and we'll, we'll keep the rules the same for both the men and the women. What we came up with, and if I say something wrong here, all of a sudden you change your mind and disagree, we can come up with something else. But as far as I know, what we agreed on was we'll be keeping track of points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks, and then turnovers will be negative one. And we're just going to count everything as one point. So if somebody scores 20 points in a game, They'll get 20 points for that. If they have six assists, they'd get six more points added onto that. So everything is worth one point. We will be keeping track throughout the entirety of the season. So this isn't like a week by week. We're going to see who can score the most points because the way we figured it was that everybody's going to play 16 conference games, which this year it's actually only 14 because I got to get used to that, Ryan, because now we only have the eight teams in the conference. So it's actually only 14 conference games. But everybody's going to get the same amount of games that way, and we can look at the end of the season and see who put the most points together. So that's the way we'll be doing it. Is there anything else in there I feel like I need to add? Am I missing anything now that I go through this, Ryan? No, I mean points, assists, rebounds, blocks, steals, turnovers are negative one. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, and we'll cross this bridge if we come to it, but if a player gets injured or we find some new information out, we have an honor system that we will have that will allow one of us to pick somebody else up. And we're not having starters in a bench here. We're each going to take eight players on the men's side and eight players on the women's side, and those are the eight players we're going to have. Their points count throughout the entire season. It's not like we have five starters and three reserves. All eight of them are going to count towards our total points. So good note. Yep. I, I think think that's pretty much it. We can probably just get right into it, huh? We can. And we uh, okay. unofficially Oof. officially decided Let's before we started recording, we determined somehow that uh, on the woman's side of things, Wyatt gets the uh, number one overall pick. So cue the NFL draft music. Da da dun da da dun dun da. We got the Roger Goodell booze yep. in there every time he Commissioner takes the coming stage. to the stage and. Uh, just like in the NFL draft, Wyatt, uh, often there is really no speculation, no suspense to who will be taken one overall. So you may as well uh, just get it over with. Look, there's a reason I wanted the number one pick because we're doing a snake drafter. So I'm going to take the first pick. Ryan will then get two and three, and then I'll get two, and we'll just go back and forth until the draft's complete. There's a reason I wanted the number one on the women's side. It's because the obvious choice is Hannah Geisfeld from Bethany Lutheran. Give me that double-double, Ryan, every single night, night in and night out. I'll take the guaranteed points. You can have the next two players, whoever that may be, that you're going to end up choosing. But I wanted the security blanket of having her on my roster. So you can have the number one pick on the men's side. I'll take Hannah Geisfeld any day of the week. No shocker there. I uh, wasn't even considering her at number two. So I get the next two. The first one, I'm going to take someone who I also think is going to rack up a lot of double-doubles this season. I'm going to take... The senior for Northwestern, Megan Roberts, as the number two overall pick. That also doesn't shock me that much, just based on the players in this conference and who who's out there, I guess. And that probably would have been what I would have done in your spot as well. 
All right, next up, I'm going to go with uh, someone who also I think is going to grab a lot of rebounds and is going to hardly ever leave the floor. Another senior with plenty of experience, and I have no doubt she's going to perform this season. I'm going to take Emily DiGiorgio, the senior for North Central, the Rams, looking to follow up their great season last year. See, I was hoping I could maybe steal her with my second pick, but that's good. I'm doing something right then. There you we did go. something right, I guess. Right, you, t- you took took what I was hoping to get with my next one. So now with her off the table, I got two picks here. I think the next one's fairly obvious as well. I mean, there's a lot of good players, but I'm gonna go back to Northwestern and I'm gonna go Kelsey Lund. Would you? I mean. There's, there's other options, but she gets a decent amount of assists. We know what she can do as far as shooting the three goes, so she can rack up points quickly, and I think especially with Brooklyn DeCam out. Now, you've watched Northwestern more than me this year, obviously, Ryan. Is she still getting the same amount of volume that she has in years past? Yeah, she's going to have opportunities, and with her and Megan, I think for the whole season, Wyatt, the only time they're going to be brought to the bench really is, okay, you get a quick breather, get some water, and then get right back in there. They're not <laughs> going to be leaving the floor a whole heck of a lot. So You're saying Coach Call will take his timeouts if he needs to to yeah. uh, stop the game and get him back in there? I totally think that's going to happen throughout the season, yep. All right, so now i got to get another pick here, and this is where it starts to get interesting. We kind of had our first four that went off the board, and you know, there's some other options as well. But what I'm going to do for this next one, I'm going to go to North Central, mm. and there's a couple different players that you could take here. And after thinking about it, I decided to go with Naomi Hagstrom. So that's going to leave I understand you with a few one. options. I, I was going back and forth, and maybe you won't even pick this player, but I was thinking about taking um, Conte, how do you say her last name? Kaji? Yeah, Kaji. it's it's Conte's her last name, actually. So I'd, I'd go. So, oh, yeah. see, it's backwards on here. So like when I'm looking at the things, it's Hannah Geisfeld. I thought that was her last name, but as I'm looking at it, for some reason they have her last name where everybody else's first name is. Yeah, that's weird. Interesting well, in the statistics. So we'll we'll just uh, we'll stick with uh, Conte. Yeah, but she she can she can light it up as well. Why we saw it end of last year against Bethany Lutheran in the UMAC final. Great distributor as well, and then she can get in and rebound the basketball as well. So yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, good talent to pick from at North Central. So are you saying is that kind of a foreshadowing what you're going to do with your next two picks? No, I'm just uh, I'm just making some evaluations and I'm just making sure that I write these down correctly. So. We have everything in order. So you have four players at the moment. I have just two, and I will even up with you now and take my next two. Okay, so I was mulling over a couple options, and the situation in Bethany is tough right now after Geisfeld to kind of determine what is going to happen from there. And she's going to take a lot of the load. And so I hesitate on this one. And I'm mulling it over as I'm talking here. And I'm kind of uh, trying to make a final decision here. But I am going to go with Sarah Kotke, another post player for Bethany. And I know that could be risky with Geisfeld already taking up a lot of the numbers. But I think Kotke's going to get... Plenty of rebounds from what she's done earlier this year and be a double-double threat as well. So I am 
spreading the love around folks don't say that i'm not taking a little bit from everyone because i got a northwestern player i got a north hey, central just pick player who, just I pick who you want to pick player. ryan i mean this is your team and your I, roster i know i know i don't have to uh reason too much farther with people so from there i'm gonna go back to the well though of Northwestern, and I'm taking another player who I think is really motivated this season, Wyatt, after she was out down the stretch and Northwestern had their big run and she wasn't able to play. She wants to stay healthy throughout this season and prove that she can put up big numbers alongside some of the other impressive posts in the conference. I'm talking about Haley Pop for Northwestern, another senior on that club, another one where Coach calls saying, yeah, I know I got to get you out here and there, but uh, as soon as you get some water and you're breathing normally again, get right back out onto the floor. That's the new big yes. three, basically, in it the is. place of DeCam. Yep. It is. So I got Kotke and Pop as my two picks there as I hand it back over to you. Yeah, I'm uh, looking here now after you took another one from me there with your last pick that I was hoping I could get. So you've done that twice to me now already. And it's we're... a good sign. Only a couple couple of rounds into this thing, so you're not giving me a whole lot to go off of here. Um, I'll go Conte. You know, I was I, now that I I think about it, like you said, I think they're so balanced that if I have a couple different players on North Central, I'm gonna get points one way or another there. So to me, it's a safe pick to take her and just have another option there on North Central because with the way they've been playing this year, Ryan you know they're going to put up a decent amount of points every time they step on the floor. It's just a matter of who it's going to be leading the way. So I'm obviously going to be rooting against a Giorgio now, and I'll take my two options there at North Central versus your one at the moment. So then you got mm-hmm. one more, right? So you just picked your and fourth. I've and I've got one got more. Fifth. Yep. Got yep, it. and you have four so far as well. So we're at the halfway point technically right now as we speak. Yep. You told me I had to have a Martin Luther player on my roster. I was joking before, but you can if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually do. I'm going Jordan Heckendorf. Okay. He's averaging 14 and a half so far this year. And I just look at Martin Luther right now, and it's been a little bit tough sledding so far. But once they get into conference play, I think she has the capability of putting up big numbers. And they don't really have anybody else that has scored at a high rate so far this season. So... She seems to be the one that's doing it all for him. I'll take Jordorf. I love the uh, research, Wyatt. You're uh, digging deep here, so I got to match it here. So I got two picks here myself, and uh, I'm going to go out to Coach Groves Club, and I'm going to go Ooh. with another upperclassman, the sharpshooter. He said it to us, Wyatt, in one of the first pods we had when we talked to him. They're going to have to shoot it well from deep this season. If they want to mm-hmm. make some noise, I think that all starts and ends with Lexus Eagle chasing. That is my fifth pick. Did I snipe yeah, you, you again, or or you're you've not done it again? Credit? That one's on me again. though. I I could have taken her this last round if I wanted to, so I should have maybe evaluated that and seen if I could have gotten Heckendorf the next time through. So that one's on me more than you. Very well. I'm uh I'm trying to look up. One more thing here. and uh, Oh, you're time. on the clock, man. I, the I clock know. is run down. You missed your pick. I can sna- sneak in yeah, and snag it. How much you. How much more time do I have? <laughs> I don't know. We're just making this up as we go. It'll say uh, 20 seconds. How yeah, there's just, there's just so many things we're considering with some of these squads. And the, the games right now, Wyatt, for how many games teams have played are not exactly even by any stretch of the imagination. 
But uh, based on the numbers that I have currently and uh, the volume aspect that I'm looking at, we talk about it in normal fantasy sports. I mean, not on this podcast, but I always tell people volume. That's the only thing you should be concerned about is volume. And I think for the Lumberjills and Coach Tucker's club, it's going to be a lot of number 11 this season, Miranda Wagner. As I'm reading it right now, Wyatt, on Monday night the 6th, she has... 30-plus more shots than any other teammate on her club. So I'm going to take the uh, junior out of Wyoming as my sixth player, Miranda Wagner. Well, see, now I'm a little upset because you've done it again. That I've was done going it again. to be my next. <laughs> that was actually going to be my next pick, and uh, you've snuck in and taken it from me. So, shoot, what do I do now? Uh, let's see. After that one goes off the board... Reevaluating. Take your time. I, I took a little bit of time on that one to set it all up. So, you want to keep huh. spreading the love around? I mean, you got a couple Rams. Are you going to go back yeah, to the well? Yeah, I mean, for here's Coach the Bruner's thing. Club? I mean, and in most years, I would go back to Northwestern. But again, I just haven't. I don't know as many players on the team this year that I otherwise normally would. So it's kind of tough to gauge for Northwestern what they got. I'll go like this with the first one. I think I have to go this just because she set the school record earlier this year. How about Dominique Urbina? Not a bad pick. That could definitely work out for you. And just the fact that she set the school record in points already gives me some hope that something like that could happen again another, where it's a yeah, monster night. Yeah, a 40-burger coming up again maybe? Sometime <laughs> in conference play, exactly. I mean, I would not be opposed to that by any means. Then for my last pick here in this round, because then I'll have I'll I'll end on the women's side with my next one. I'm gonna go to Morris as well, and I'm going back and forth between Ellie Van Kempen and Mallory Anderson. <sighs> the poster, the guard. Who you go with? I'll go Anderson. Alrighty. Now you'll get two, and I'll I'll wrap it up. Alrighty, so I got to take my final two here, and I have only doubled up on one squad so far. I'm about to double up on another squad, though, right now. And this is a player that coming into the season, I didn't have any idea about. Because guess what? She's a freshman, so you don't have any idea about the freshmen, especially when they're not Northwestern players, so I'm really Mm -hmm. not aware who they are. I'm going to take Aubrey Robinson, Aubrey Robinson, the freshman out of Colorado Springs for Coach Bruner's Club, that is the North Central University Rams, downtown U. She's put up some big numbers in the non-conference when we're recording tonight, Wyatt. North Central is still undefeated on the season. Say what you want about their non-conference schedule, but all they're doing is putting up W's, building some momentum into UMAC play. I know you didn't didn't say say anything, anything. but I I, I know the one saying it. Wyatt, I'm hearing the noise from the outsiders. They are saying things about the uh, (laughs) North Central Rams non-conference schedule. So I'm just hearing the rumblings, and I'm reporting them, okay? Okay. So, yeah, she's had some big games so far this season, and I just think there's a lot of talent on that squad, and especially if there's an injury or two, I'm not wishing that. None of us are wishing that, obviously, but they are so deep, and they're going to score a lot this season, I think. So uh, I'm going to take a freshman. After picking multiple upperclassmen, I'm going to take Aubrey Robinson. And I'm going to stick with that theme of freshman, Wyatt, for my final pick on the night. 
this is a, a wild card where I think the ceiling could be pretty high. I think the floor is somewhat safe, and so I'm trying to hit a home run here potentially, but I think she's going to earn quite a bit of playing time with all the different things that she can do. I'm going to take another Northwestern Eagle, Lexi Hagen, the freshman out of Jordan, similar skill set to Brooklyn DeCam, and I think she could uh, be a nice final pick here and maybe surprise some people this season with what she can do in the UMAC. There you go. So that leaves me for my last one then. We're going over to Superior. We haven't taken anyone from the Yellow Jackets yet. I'm going to take their leading scorer, Kayleen Christian. She also is second on the team in rebounds and second on the team in assists. So she's kind of a do-it-all player, and uh, there's a lot of potential there with getting some points night in and night out. So if I can take the best player on a team that hasn't been taken yet and a team nonetheless that I expect to be competing up there near the top of the conference as the season goes along, I'll take that with my last pick any day. I like it. I like it. So uh, we got plenty of love around the conference. I mean, if we want to do a quick recap, you got a couple North Central players, and then you got one Morris player, one Yeah, Crown I mean, player. we could just – and if you want, we could just go in order really quick yeah, of you, how it drafted. So Hannah Geisfeld, yep. Hannah Geisfeld was number one to me. Your two picks were Megan Roberts and Emily DiGiorgio. I then went Kelsey London, Naomi Hagstrom. You went with Kaki and Pop with your third and fourth. I went with Conte and Heckendorf. It's my fourth and fifth. Then you went Lexus Eagle Chasing and Miranda Wagner. I went with Urbina and Mallory Anderson. You went Aubrey Robinson and Lexi Hagen. And then I ended it with Kayleen Christian from Superior. So that's a look at the draft order. We each have eight. May the best man win. And again, if we run into a situation where someone's injured or something, we'll be sure to We'll, we'll be gentlemen about it. Yes, so. we'll, we'll allow some uh, free agent pickups if that does happen. But let's hope not. Again, we'll keep our fingers crossed that does not happen. Yes. So let's do the men quick, and let's actually – that went longer than I thought it would, so let's actually go through the men a little bit quicker here. I mean, we can we can give some insight as to why we're picking who we want to pick, but I'd say let's start rattling the names off a little bit here to speed this process up. And you – my good sir, have the number one pick on this side since I was able to get number one on the women's side, so you can take it away. Is this obvious, Wyatt? Do you think this is obvious? I mean, we no, talked that's off why, Mike. Is, that's it, why is it obvious, I, number one? That's why I went with number one on the women's side because I didn't think there was necessarily an obvious one on the men's side, but I have a feeling I know who you're going to take. Yeah, it's more obvious on the women's side, I would say for sure, but with what we've seen so far this season, and especially since... I've been able to see him play four times in person this year. I can't go against Noah Alm. Just with the buckets he's going to get, and I think he's such an underrated rebounder. And I think each and every game that he plays, he's becoming a better and better defender. So I think he's going to give me some assists in there as well. And then he's going to get more double-doubles than people are going to think. And then, yeah, I'll take the 25-plus, the 30-burgers here and there as well that he potentially could put up. Give me the super senior out of Forest Lake, Noah Alm. Well, I'm going to stick with Northwestern and take his counterpart, Kyle Kamink, with my first pick. And uh, honestly, this would be tough for me because I would make a strong case for Kyle to go number one just from the sake of some of his rebounding abilities as well. And I mean, even points per game-wise, they're not that far off from each other on a year-to-year -year basis, typically. 
I mean, Noah can obviously fill it up a little bit more, but I'm okay with taking Kyle at number two, and then I'll follow that one up, and I'm going to take Cade Carroll from Crown. I mean, he's done enough to impress me so far this year, Ryan, and with the unknowns right now with the Bethany Lutheran players, that would probably be the next in line to get taken. If you want to take a chance on one of them early in this draft, you go right ahead, but I'm not, I'm not personally going to take that risk since I don't know what's going on there at the moment. Your preseason MVP though played for uh, for Bethany. So I also it, don't know when he's gonna there? step. I don't know when he's gonna step back on the court. That's a that's a good. Well, not to uh, to break any news here, but uh, I gotta I gotta double check. I think he actually played in their last contest. I'm, well, uh, now see, this is information I didn't know. I'm uh, I'm gonna double check here to make sure that because um, if not... that's the case, then that's who I would take number three. But I was assuming he still was out well, at the moment in time. But help... I should have done my own research, I suppose. No, you're good. I'm uh, I'm trying to help you out here. So on Saturday, Brian Smith did indeed play. He was in the starting lineup, Wyatt, this past Saturday, 26 minutes, three of 12 from the field, just eight points, but back in the lineup. Okay, you're gonna let me change my pick then and if take you wanna, him. If you want to change your pick, you can take Brian Smith. Instead I feel of Cade I feel good about it. I feel good wow, about it. Wow. Okay, I'll, throwing some I'll shade at Cade Brian. Carroll. Wow. All I'll right. Take, no, I, I'm assuming he's not gonna be there. Unfortunately, the next time around. <laughs> Otherwise, that would be my next pick, no question. But I'm assuming you're gonna probably take him in this next round here. I'm uh, making the correction here for you. Brian Smith, number two. All right. So now I get the next two picks. Will I take Cade Carroll now? That's the question. Because I think him and Seth Royston are honestly pretty close. And, and you can take both if you want. I to. know. I know. Because when they're both on the floor, I mean, we talked about it earlier this season. They're both big-time factors. And let's remember, Wyatt, a big-time stat, blocks. Blocks are as many points mm -hmm. as points and rebounds and everything else is, correct? Yes, blocks and steals and assists and rebounds are all one, and then points are worth one as well. So everything's the same. Alrighty, I'm gonna take Seth Royston then. And again, no, uh, nothing against Cade Carroll. I, uh, I like the defense from Seth and what we saw from him consistently last year. I'm gonna roll the dice if you want to call it that. I'm gonna take Royston happily though at my second pick, and then my third pick. I'm actually gonna go away from the Crown College Storm. And I got two guys who I wouldn't consider a four or five man. I mean, they can get rebounds and be defensive guys as well, but maybe not, not your traditional post player. I want to get into the post, and I'm going to take Cameron Thomas, the sophomore pick. from Colorado for North Central. Underrated three-point shot, I think, and he could have many double-doubles this season. I was just looking for his name, and I don't see him anywhere as far as the leaders go on the leaderboard so far this year in the UMAC. But They've been hiding things in the non-conference, Wyatt. Don't worry. Exactly, yeah. No, <laughs> I remember what he did in that game against Northwestern last year, and that was going to be one I was hoping to maybe steal at some point, but you're, you're on top of things. I can't get anything by you, so that's a good, strong pick there on your part. I'll take Cade Carroll then coming around the next time. I'm okay with that, so he'll be my third good, pick. You, you, you really had to here when I left him open for the table. Yeah, I mean, I'd feel bad at that point <laughs> if then I didn't and just completely went another direction after that. And then I'm a little surprised this guy's still there, but that also goes to show you just how good the conference is. I'll take Micah Filer then with my next pick from North Central, so 
Mixing it up, I've got one player from four different teams so far. I haven't had to double up, but that just shows how deep the conference is on the men's side. It absolutely is. And uh, I'll take my two here now. I cannot wait any longer to take this guy. I told you I'm keeping the faith, even if you could consider it a slower start so far in UMAC play. I know two Northwestern Eagles are already off the board, but they are a favorite in the conference for a reason. They are loaded. I'm going to take Mr. Sports Center, as they call him, the sophomore out of Maple Grove, Henry Fonboulet, my preseason pick to win the conference player of the year. Give me Mr. Fonboulet. I mean, I would have had to give you some crap if you didn't take him, and I was going to take him the next time through if you didn't. I wasn't going to hold off anymore, but since you did predict him to win it, I figured, you know, you should have him on your team. I appreciate that. All right, so got a couple posts to my roster. Like to see that. Now I need to uh, go outside a little bit, and I'm just going to go with the certified bucket getter, Wyatt. We saw him do it in a couple big fashions last season, another upperclassman who has been there before. We've seen it in the non-conference. They can score with the best of them. Give me what I believe is Minnesota Morris's best scorer, Dylan Hyder is my number five you pick. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Why do you keep doing this to me? It's uncanny. It's like you're looking at my notes or something somehow and through the computer we're screen. No, we're, yeah, we're nowhere near each other. We're hundreds of miles incredible. away. Incredible. So I don't have your That's incredible. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. That's a good pick. I, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, you just want the best players on the teams because night in and night out, they're going to have to produce, and he'll be one that has to produce for Morris this year for them to have success. No question about it. With you stealing that one from me, my next two here, thinking about it, I'm going to go to Superior, and really, you could go either one of these guys with Javon Walker and Eli Vogel. I could take both of them, technically, this round if I wanted to, but after thinking about it, I'm going to take Walker. He's been player of the week once in the UMAC this year. I think there's a little bit more upside to him in his game. And I think he's going to kind of have to be the guy that leads superior this year. So I'll take Javon Walker with that pick. Then moving along here again, this is where it gets interesting because there's a lot of good players. I'm assuming Mayfield has not played yet, correct? He also played in the last game. Do you want his numbers? I gave you Smith's numbers. So Saturday night. And if he played, if he played, that's enough for me to take him. In their loss to Warburg, he uh, was off the bench, but still played 22 minutes was efficient 13 points four assists so he's yeah he's he's my guy for sure then if if he played with him and smith both in if they're gonna play the volume they're gonna get even with what shrup has been doing they're still gonna get plenty of volume so i'll take mayfield all righty you got the dynamic duo at bethany lutheran i think you're gonna be watching a lot of vikings hoops this season every time smith and mayfield make something happen you're gonna be uh, getting points so i'm actually gonna stick with bethany wyatt and I, uh, I think you know where I'm going with this one. He's not a guard. They have more than just guards in Mankato. I'm going to take Mr. Shot Blocker and Mr. Dunk the Basketball. Hunter Nielsen is my number six pick. I'll give you that. It's a solid pick. He wasn't on your board, though. Okay. Well, the fact that I have the other two from Bethany already, at some point i got to be careful with how many of them I'm taking because if all of a sudden they tank, not that that's going to happen, but if they do, that's my entire team just down the drain. So you do have to mix it up and have a variety of players in this. And speaking of mixing it up and having a variety wide, I'm taking some guys where I think they have a pretty safe floor and then guys with maybe more of a home run pick, and if they really produce – 
it's going to be big time for me. And when you get down to the seven and eights with your last couple picks, I think that's what you have to do. So with all that being said, coming off the injury, but he's shown promise in the non-conference play. I think Seth Fuqua is a microwave waiting to heat up real hot mm. this season. And he's just waiting to explode. Lots of talent in that man's hands, especially when he can get moving with some pace to his left. Great jump shot as well. So my number seven pick, Seth Fuqua of the North Central Rams. Solid pick. No questions asked here. I'll, I'll give you that one. I might give you some crap every once in a while for some of your picks, but you're not going to get Feel it with either to. of those two. You're not going to with either of those two. Those are good picks, especially for where we're at. This one might come as a little bit of a surprise, but looking at this team as a whole, they don't have a whole lot. I'm going to go with Jordan Brennan from Northland. It feels like he's been there for a long time. It does. And I see him as a guy that's going to get a lot of volume there for the Lumberjacks this year, so I think he can put up some pretty good fantasy numbers on a consistent basis. With that being said, I'm down to my last pick now, and this is where things get really interesting. I think I'm going to go over to, you know, I said I could take both of them the first time I came around. I took Walker. I think I'll take Eli Vogel now. There we go. I I was thinking about it. I was like, do I really want to have both of them? And I think, yes, I do. Why not? I mean, they're both going to put up good numbers on a night-in, night-out basis. There's plenty of stats to go around for those two, so I'm happy with both of those. I'll do that for my final pick. Alrighty, on this eighth pick, I'm going back and forth between two of them, two guys that play a really similar position, and I'm I'm having a hard time figuring this out. But don't worry, I won't ask for your advice. I'll uh, I'll grow up and make a decision here in a second. Um, all that being said, I'm gonna take another yellow jacket. We're gonna have the trifecta of the big three there and Superior all taken. Do you know who I'm talking about? For some reason, I'm blanking on the name, but yes, because we talked about him in our preseason. Mason Ackley. Ackley, will that's right. Yep. With the final pick of the draft, I like what he can potentially help out in, especially on the glass, because I mentioned in the preview for the men's season, I have question marks for what they're going to be able to do rebounding. I think he's going to be big and trying to help out that. And Not that you asked, Wyatt, but I'm just giving you my reasoning, so... <laughs> Well, it's interesting because with those three superior guys that we were just talking about, you could make a case for any one of those three as being the better player on that team, I would say at least. They're yep. very balanced. Yep. and That's why they're a fun team to watch too is because of how balanced they are, and there's those three guys that can really hurt you in different ways. So be interesting to see how that develops in conference play. That could really make or break this whole thing since I took Walker and Vogel and then you steal Ackley there at the end. Yep. If Ackley ends up having a big year, that could yeah. make or break this entire that's, thing. That's, so that's what I'm counting on. So if he's if he's poaching my points, but anyways, <laughs> yeah, you want to run through the uh draft order for the men quick and then we can get on to rearranging the conferences? Let's do that. So Noah Alm of Northwestern was taken by myself at one overall. Wyatt, you followed by taking Kyle Kamink of Northwestern and then Brian Smith of Bethany Lutheran, who's your preseason pick to win player of the year in the conference i then followed up by taking seth royston of crown college and cam thomas of north central you followed by taking Cade carroll of crown and micah filer of north central i followed by taking henry fonboule of northwestern and dylan Hyder of minnesota morris 
You followed by taking Javon Walker of Superior and Kyrie Mayfield of Bethany. I followed by taking Hunter Nielsen of Bethany and Seth Fuqua of North Central. You followed by taking Jordan Brennan of Northland and Eli Vogel of Superior. And then I close it out by taking Mason Ackley of Superior. So that'll wrap it up for fantasy basketball. So folks, we'll be updating that each week, right, Wyatt? And just keeping a total track throughout the year? A brief update each week just to let people know where it's at and how it's coming along. And then at the end of the year, once all the conference games are completed, we'll compile the points. We'll see who won. And uh, the men and the women will be separate. So we'll just be keeping track of the women on their own. And we'll see who had the better women's roster and then the same for the men. So, yeah, it should be fun. And uh, people can let us know if we're missing some guys. If they want to throw some shade at us for our teams, you can email us, uaotheumac at gmail.com. Let us know on Twitter, unlike any other, the UMAC. And uh, I'm sure there will be some people out there that want to prove us wrong since we didn't have them on the rosters. And we, we want people to do that, absolutely. And, absolutely. You know, at yeah. some point, Wyatt, off the mic, we have to figure out uh, some way to put some stakes into this, I think, between you and I. A punishment okay. for the loser. End of the season. How about we get somebody to email us what they think oh, the punishment should be? That'd be even better. Okay. Let's let somebody else decide. If somebody has a All punishment right. for us, they can let us know. If not, the next time we meet, Ryan, we can come up with something and see if we want to just do something on our own. But maybe somebody will let us know that there's a punishment that they want us to have. I like that. I love that. It's kind of like taking last place in your fantasy football yes. league. you got to retake the ACT May- or maybe, whatever. Yeah, maybe not that harsh, though. <laughs> some of those punishments get pretty crazy, so... Yeah. Neither one no, of us are good... neither one of us are getting tatted if if we lose some bad tattoo. We're not going that no, far. No, yeah. No, 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 not going that far, but I mean, we'll test the waters a little bit as far as I mean, we'll we'll get a little crazy maybe, not that crazy. Though, I'm real so. confident. So, yeah, I'm willing to put a lot of stakes into this. All right. With that being said, it's time to re-rank the teams from the beginning of the season, Ryan. Ladies first, let's do the women's side first, and then we'll get into the men. And you always like to go from 8 to 1, build the suspense a little bit. Let's do it. So we can do that. And if I remember correctly, we normally just go, you'll say your number 8 team, and then I'll say my number 8 team, and we just do that, correct? Let's do it. Okay. So you can go first. Who's going to be your number 8 on the women's side now that things have kind of reshifted a little bit? And if you want to say who you had before, go ahead. Yeah, so that's the real question. We both had crown at number eight before the season kicked off. And there's been a lot that's happened in non-conference play, but also you could argue nothing's really been decided yet. I am going to make a switch to the Wyatt. Northland is my number eight now. As is mine. Okay. I'm making a switch there as well and putting Northland number eight. What Crown has done so far cannot just be ignored. It has nothing to do with our interview here earlier in the podcast either i mean we don't operate that way ryan we just look at the facts and look at what we're seeing on the court and what crown has done so far is eye-opening to me they deserve to be up a little bit higher now we'll flip you do seven and then i do seven how much how much higher is crown gonna go that's the question well i was high on martin luther coming into the year by putting them number six they're back down to seven with what i've seen so far so they're gonna go at least one more higher you can know that much as of now. I got the Knights coming in at number seven here going into conference play. I will match you. I also have Martin Luther at number seven. That is where I had them coming into the season, so no movement there. Number six now. I have to go first on this one. I'm going to have Crown here at the number six slot, moving up a couple slots from where I had them preseason. 
as will I. So right now we still have the same eight through six up to this point with a couple of changes here and there. Crown's going to go number six for me. I don't know. I mean, it seems like the middle of the conference, though, there's even a potential for them if they play their very best to move up even a little bit higher. I would say the ceiling's even a little bit more, but I have them at number six right now. The ceiling isn't quite the roof, though, as Michael Jordan once said. Do you remember that? Do you know what nope. I'm talking about? You don't nope. know what I'm talking about? Oh, hey, and I'm an MJ guy over LeBron, but no, I don't. I don't. When know he was at when about. he was at the Dean Dome, I think it was before a Carolina Duke game, and he was on the floor, and they printed up the T-shirts. When he said, "You know what? The ceiling at this place, it's the roof." You don't remember that? Okay. I don't really get it. He, well, it's just meant to say that the ceiling is unlimited. Is basically what he's saying because the Dean Dome is massive, and the roof is really gotcha. high. It's really high up there. All right, that one went over my head. I'm I'm, I'm I'm apologize for that, but we can we can move on. Move it on, no worries. So number five, I'm first on this one. Yep. This is gonna be a slight change as well. I'm gonna put Superior at number five. They've played a tough non-conference schedule, but I have not been that impressed with what I've seen so far from them in that non-conference schedule. I got them at number five. We're still even, Steven. I, uh, I'm seeing the same thing with what we've seen so far in the non-conference. But again, hey, Coach Otto Fisher's club, prove us wrong. Big year for Superior trying to stay relevant after they were the dynasty not too long ago. Yeah, absolutely. No, no question about it, and that's a good way to put it. Moving on to number four, this is yours first. Top half. And uh, we kind of separated Ooh. some tiers coming into the season. There's been some uh, injury news and some shifting around with players. And so does that change anything? No, I got Morris moving up from number five to number four, but Morris has moved up. Coach Girls Club into the top half. Does it change anything? Just a quick no. Just no. <laughs> Morris is staying number four. I agree with you there as far as that goes. Morris is going to stay number four for me, which is actually one up. Yeah. But they don't they don't crack that top three that we're kind of alluding to. That's kind of always been the top three. But Morris is up to number four. And with the way things have gone so far this year, again, I'd say the same thing I just said before. The ceiling's even a little bit higher for them, I think, but I just have them slotted in at four number right now. Okay, now you you got to go first. Who do you have as My number, number three? My number three on this one, Northwestern. Again, you've watched them more than me, so you can maybe speak to this more than I can as far as what you think they're capable of this year. But when you lose Brooklyn to Cam and you haven't quite gotten over that hump to begin with in the past year or two and then losing a player like her – I think that's going to be tough for them once they get into conference tournament play and even just towards the dog days of the season in conference, if you will. It's going to be tough to rely on some younger players, and I think the future is really bright. And there's definitely some experience there still with Lund and Roberts and Pop, but just with what North Central and Bethany has up at the top just above them, i got to put Northwestern three. I won't belabor the point. Uh totally agree basically with what you said i gotta have northwestern at number three prove me ron though i will be there to watch all the games this season at the erickson center lord willing and uh, looking forward to it they'll be right there in the thick of it but i think with what we've seen so far you gotta have northwestern at number three okay all right here we go this is the big the, the big, big two the big reveal all right this was kind of a buy or sell not that long ago that we did was. where i you know raised the question so what do you got for us okay so 
I mentioned before, you can say what you want about Coach uh, Bruner's club's non-conference schedule. They're undefeated, though, Wyatt, okay? I, I still am having a tough time calling him that, even though I always said his last name wrong, because I was so used to calling him Brunner, and then we found out it was Bruner. So that's just going to take me some time to get used to. Anyways, continue. Yeah, so they're undefeated, uh, putting aside whatever you think about their non-conference schedule. Bethany's play not. You play Bethany's yes. Bethany's not undefeated, but uh, they're not exactly panning out how we saw it coming into the season. As far as who's playing, we are getting what we thought we were going to get from Hannah Geisfeld coming into the season. So some unknowns, and maybe I'm putting too much stock into the non-conference. But my gut right now is telling me why there's going to be a changing of the guard. North Central's going to build off of what they did last year, and at this moment, I think they're going to capitalize and not only have regular season success but they're going to win the postseason title so at the moment that means i'm going to put bethany at number two what say you i say i okay but bethany at number two <laughs> anyways um i've alluded to this for the last couple of weeks i don't think there's any question right now north central is number one in this conference based on the body of work we've seen so far up to this point it's not just the fact that they're undefeated, but it's the different ways they're winning, the balanced team that they have. I mean, we talked about it during our fantasy basketball segment. There's three, four, five different players on there that you feel like can take over and be the leading scorer on a night-in, night-out basis for that team. DiGiorgio is getting better as the season goes along. I just think with the concerns with Bethany so far this season, we've already talked about Northwestern, and just looking at the fact we still don't know what's going on with Abby Olson, and let's just assume she's not there, let's say. Yeah. That's a big that's a big thing as far as looking at when those two teams meet. I think the Rams can get over the hump. I think they have to be the favorite right now. And don't you think, Wyatt, that they have more margin for error? Like if they do have some injuries come about, again, we never wish that happened. More depth, you mean? Exactly. More depth Yeah. and more ways that the season can go where they're still at that top spot or near the top, even if some things don't pan out the way they would like it to pan out. Absolutely. And, I mean, like you said, it's not even just necessarily the starters, but there's people that can come off the bench for them and make an impact. And they have some younger players, too, that you alluded to. You picked one of them as the freshman coming in for fantasy basketball. So it's like, you look at this team, what don't they have? They have all the pieces there to win a UMAC championship this year. And now I think it's just a matter of them going out and taking it and if they'll be able to do that. And I think they can. So right now, they're going to be my number one until something happens where we see a shift that makes me change my mind. We're just so boring, Wyatt. We, we matched all the way down the road. Every single one. Yep. North Central 1, Bethany 2, Northwestern 3, Morris 4, Superior 5, well, Crown 6, Martin Luther 7, Northland 8. We're either going to look very good and smart, or we're going to both look like idiots when it's all said and done, I guess. but uh, Lots of pressure on us. <laughs> lots of pressure, exactly. So anyways, that's the women's side of things. Time to shift over to the men. Maybe we can mix something up here on the men's side a little bit and maybe not just go so vanilla the whole way but uh let's start with number eight and work our way down what was it you went first with the number eight last time so should i start us up here on this one what do you think that sounds right but honestly i don't remember but you go ahead wyatt <laughs> number eight i noticed you're wearing a, a timberwolf stocking hat right mm-hmm. now you know a team that's a, down a at the bottom of the conference like to a call beanie, it beanie. Yeah. <laughs> so i mean the timberwolves they're a team that's down at the bottom of the conference normally so hey not so far this year <laughs> not Aunt. this year give it time give Aunt. it time and anyways My uh, number eight from the beginning of the season was the Northland Lumberjacks, and so far looking at what has happened this year, 
I'm actually going to keep them there at that number eight spot, so I don't have a change there. We're going to go Lumberjacks number eight. I'm going to agree with you there. I'm not going to say too much more. Go ahead, prove us wrong, but with what we've seen, no reason to change it. I'm going to keep them at number eight. Number seven? Number seven coming in, I had Morris. You had Martin Luther. I did. What gives, Wyatt, at this point? Uh, no. Uh, so... <laughs> I am going to actually go with Superior at number Woo! seven. So I'm going to change up what I had, and I'm going to have the Yellow Jackets at number seven. So I'm going to say number seven and then number six. I'll say this. We're on a very similar path. I'm not going to bump him down that far. I'm going to keep Martin Luther at seven. So the Knights are going to stay at seven. So I've got the same eight, seven. I am bumping Superior down from where I had him. I had him at four, and I have him down at six now. And I'm still high on this team. That just shows you the depth that I think we're seeing in the middle of this conference. I mean, there's so many teams, I think, in the middle of the pack. You could interchange any one of them. And so that's where I feel comfortable dropping them from four to six, but also saying they're a team. I'm not going to be surprised if they make the playoffs. It's just a matter of who plays well, I guess, at the right time. And those head-to-head matchups are really going to determine a lot when those schools play each other. And I'm sure the schools that I haven't said yet will be the ones that you have <laughs> next on your list here as we get going. But uh, we'll get to them in a minute. But, yeah, I got Superior at six. You have Superior at six. I have Martin Luther at number six. So, for me, they are dropping a pair of slots from where I had them in the preseason where I had them all the way up at number four. Looks like they finally have their full complement of players for Coach Holt Cedars Club. Still looking for that first win on the season, I believe. But, hey, they're just saving it for conference play, Wyatt. You know, they're really building towards the UMAC opener on Friday at Northland. And that's a tantalizing matchup between the Lumberjacks and uh, Martin Luther on Friday night in Ashland, Wisconsin. So maybe they can turn it into gear. Plenty of experience still on that club. But uh, I got Martin Luther at number six. And so now I move forward with my number five, right? You do, and hey, we know this. Martin Luther and Northland, one of them's going to start 1-0 in conference play. Yeah, one of them's going to so get got, a big win. You big got win. that going. Exactly. It's a big start to the season. This isn't soccer. We will have a winner. There's going to be no tie Friday night, thankfully. All right, so uh, number five, going into the season, I had crown. You also had crown. Big question is, does it change? No, it does not for me at least. I was going to say, I, both times you've done that, you've said no now, and it's just been a quick. I, it's so close, Wyatt. The middle of the conference is so close. I'm going to keep Crown at number five, though. What say you? I say I. Crown at number five. I don't even know if that makes sense, but I said it the last time, so i got to say it again. Crown is going to stay at number five for me. Again, they're still a little bit of a wild card, but we've seen more balance, and I think we've seen more of what we're going to get from them on a night-in, night-out basis as the season's gone along. They're going to be tough, and I think they have the potential to do some very good things. Those first two games are going to be a big tell. They open with two of the best teams, Northwestern and North Central, on back-to-back nights. So Both we'll at home. What, the whack we'll, is going to be exactly. rocking. We, we will see what kind of a team we're going to have, and we'll get a very good indication of that with their first two games. With that being said, they stay at five, which means – Morris goes all the way from six to number four for me. And it has to do with the offense. As much as I said, a lot of this conference and a lot of these teams is going to be based on their defenses. Morris's offense, I think, is going to carry them over the teams 
that are just behind them in Superior and Crown. I think those three in the middle are kind of grouped together, and I think that's what separates them is they have a little bit more burst in their offense and different ways to score the basketball. So I got the Cougars up to that fourth spot and sneaking into the playoffs. All right, you ready to have your mind blown? I'm not going to totally burst your mind, but a little bit of a surprise. You got got Northwestern at four? No, not that much. See, I knew that's where you were going to jump to. I knew that's what you were going to say. I'm not going to have that much of an explosion. But number four, I have Bethany. The Bethany Lutheran College Vikings. Basically, is what you're saying? Too many things non conference where, yeah, I'm saying I did not expect to have to be worrying about that. And they have all the players there, but I seriously question why it. I'm not saying Smith and Mayfield can't coexist because they obviously can, but I still think they're trying to figure it out, figure it out, excuse me. And that's not a problem going into conference play, but how much longer does it take for them to be hitting their stride with those two? Because you get a certain amount into conference play, it's hard to recover. Now they're still going to get into the playoffs. They're still going to be a threat. But if you're not a top two seed, Wyatt, and you're on the road in semifinal matchups, that's a lot tougher to make your way to championship Saturday. And I think that's where Bethany could be headed. Again, it's early still. I get it. But I uh, I got Bethany at number four. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily go that crazy with it and put them down to four, as you saw by having Morris at four. At least I did. Who do you got at three, then? I got Morris. You got them all the way up to three. Is it all the, same the way up to of? three? Is it that offense that kind of does it for you? I think, yeah. I think when Morris plays Bethany, whatever the over is at, and whatever sports book you can find where you can throw some money at D three. I'm, I'm just kidding. Whoa, I'm just kidding. Whoa, I'm just kidding. Whoa. I'm just kidding. In in fictional, <laughs> in fictional betting, if uh, you can take the over in Morris versus Bethany, go ahead and take it. I mean, don't you think why we could have a 95-91 game between those two? Yeah, I mean, I, I would even say, theoretically, it could be one that's even a little bit higher than that. But Wow, they're both going to get in triple figures? We've seen it before. Is this going to double overtime? No, no. <laughs> this is regulation, man. It's just going to depend. I mean, watch, when they face now, it'll be a 60 to 65 <laughs> game, and it'll be like, yeah, that's not what we expected at all. But uh, no, it, it there could certainly be some fireworks. I can't put them that high, though. I mean, to me, that's just a little too high for my radar, but I'm glad we're a little bit different, at least, on the men's side here. We have some differentiating opinions, that means. All right. So now you I need to at, give your number three. I look at my number three. Originally, I had North Central at number three. I'm keeping them there. Okay. Keeping them at number three. I just, they're good, and I know you have Bethany all the way down at four, but I just even can't see North Central passing Bethany at this point even with the uncertainties, if Mayfield and Smith were back in the lineup, to me, there's just way too much talent on that Bethany team not to think that they're going to be up there near the top. That's, and I a, just, that's a huge question. They have the talent, but how can it all morph together? I know these Give guys it a are little experts. bit of time. That's that's what you're counting on. Because you're even admitting right it's, now it's not looking how you want. Be honest, White. A month ago, is it looking how you thought it would look a month into the season? No, I think you're saying. Because you, you're still saying give it time. It's yeah, exactly. But here's the thing: they missed a significant amount of time as well. I mean, yeah. Smith and Mayfield. So you gotta account for some of that here. And even if it starts off a little rough in conference play, sure, maybe they don't finish up there in the top two here of the UMAC in the regular season. It's them, and to me, the team that can beat Northwestern this year. And I'm kind of just giving away the rest of my rankings <laughs> at this point. But you got me going down this path. Bethany to me is the 
only team I can see beating Northwestern this year in the UMAC, personally. And it's because of the talent they have and the way they can score the basketball. So that's just that's just where I'm at. What do you got for number three? And then you can obviously <laughs> then give your number two, which then yep. will – which, I mean, you had Morris number three. So wait, yes. am I supposed to give my number two then? Well, you just basically did. I did. It's over. <laughs> it's, it's Bethany and then Northwestern's number one. Go ahead. Give me yours. I mean, I'm assuming you're going North yeah. Central and Northwestern. Yep. I got Northwestern number one. Nothing that I've seen so far should cause me to change that. And I do have actually a lot of questions with uh, North Central and Bethany coming into this season. And it's not like Morris has given me all the answers, but they've given more than I thought I would see so far a month into the season. And that's part of the reason why I have them up at number three. And I think they're really deep. And I think against a team like Bethany, I went over that. They can win in a shootout where there's not going to be a whole lot of defense. North Central, I just really like, if they all stay healthy, the number of different options that they have. Two posts you can really count on who got a lot of valuable minutes last year. Shooters across the floor and then a senior point guard leading the way, coming back for the extra season. So I got them at two. And then, yeah, Northwestern, we don't need to say too much about that. They're deep. They're the ones to beat. They got the target on their back. and other Nothing be... has changed in yep. non-conference to make us think anything otherwise. Yep. So And and with what we know, they're healthy now completely and ready to roll. So. At least we didn't go totally the same on the men's side, too, because that'd be no, really, a, that'd be really yeah. depressing for everyone listening. Like, come on. Who do these guys think they are? They just literally went down the line the same exact things. At least people can see now we are our own analysts if we if you will we have our own opinions we're not totally going with the same logic down the line so do we want a quick read over what we had here on the men's side if you want to i, I don't yep. care you we got time I and mean, we got nowhere to be so wyatt morrell has northwestern number one bethany number two north central number three morris number four crown college storm number five superior number six number seven martin luther and number eight, the Lumberjacks of Northland. I had Northwestern number one as well. North Central number two, though, that's different. Morris number three, that's different. Bethany number four, that's different. Crown number five, we both have them. Number six, I had Martin Luther, that's different. Number seven, I have Superior, that's different. Number eight, I had Northland. So that's it for both sides of it. Lock and load it. We'll see how many of them we get, Ron. Hopefully we're somewhat close at the end of the season, but... We just want it to be interesting, Wyatt. So maybe maybe we get a bunch wrong, and that's okay. And we just want to keep things interesting. Hey, I mean, we're just calling it how we see it, Ryan. That's the way we always do this. We said that from day one of this podcast. We're just trying to bring attention to the UMAC. And we're going to be honest with our opinions, and hopefully they shape out well. And if not, I guess people can roast us, and it is what it is. We will welcome that. I've always said, Wyatt, if people are roasting us, that means they care. It's not all bad. That means you care and you're invested in the product, and that's ultimately what we want is to get people listening and caring. So, Yeah, and uh, obviously a continued thank you to everyone that has and, you know, the responses that we've been able to get. So Absolutely. It's been been going well. Uh, With that, that's kind of what we wanted to devote this podcast to. Is there anything else as far as, I mean, we talked about it a little bit. We got a fun one coming up. For the next podcast, and then yeah. after that, honestly, the next one's going to be good, too, with the guests we're lining up. So, I mean, there's going to be some fun ones to look forward to once conference play begins here. There's no question about that. Well, and we kind of teased a little bit, but I don't think we mentioned why specifically the next one's going to be so fun as well. When that one drops on Wednesday morning, the 15th, that night, Wyatt, it's back on the schedule. I don't know if we've officially announced this on the pod, if people haven't seen it yet. Northwestern, 
versus St. Scholastica. The rivalry will be renewed on the men's side of things. It was scheduled for the 13th. It got canceled. It is back on the calendar. Wednesday night, the 15th at the Erickson Center. If you want to make the trek on down to the Twin Cities, I'd highly recommend it. It's going to be worth the price of admission. We always act like you can oversell these matchups, Wyatt, but with Scholastica Northwestern over the last decade, you really never oversell it. It it lives up to the hype more times than not. There was the one time it didn't when Scholastica shot one for 25 on three. That's true. That was a bummer. We kept trying to talk it into existence on the broadcast. We were like, they're not going away. This is still close. And it just, yeah, it never happened. You're right. You found the the one matchup at the last 20 times they've played. Yeah, There was that one time. But other than that, the four overtime game, the conference tournament where Scholastica upset Northwestern, yep. Northwestern going into Duluth last year in the conference the, tournament. The Brady-Peterson overtime torn ACL game just for another Northwestern. One. Yep. Exactly. I mean, there's just too many to count. I mean, there's other regular season matchups that have been fantastic. Yep. So should be a great game. I never say it's going to be a great game because I can't promise that or guarantee it. This is probably as close to a matchup as we could promise or guarantee it for. Yep. But we'll just say it should be a great game. We're excited unfortunately i don't get to be there for it like i was hoping for the last time because it is on a weekday and i just can't swing driving four hours there and then four hours back to call the game i mean if you could maybe pull some strings and get me some extra gas money or something ryan maybe we can make something work but it's very doubtful okay all right we'll have to talk about that off the air uh but no i got your hopes up now it's about as compelling as it gets white for an out of conference matchup because we mentioned how excited we are for conference play and so we want to mention that's coming up closest to right now starting friday night all across the conference we mentioned northwestern's at crown we got martin luther at northland we got North Central at Morris, we got Bethany at Superior, and reminder folks, those are all on the men's and the women's side of things. And then Saturday, we got North Central going to Crown, Bethany going to Northland, Northwestern going to Morris, Martin Luther going to Superior. I'm going to put you on the spot, Wyatt. I just threw a bunch of matchups at you. Which is the most compelling to you? You can say it's on the men's side or the women's side. Out of all those matchups I said, total is 16 tilts this weekend to open up conference play. What is the most compelling one? I think it's on the men's side, and it's Crown and Northwestern. And you could probably make the case that it's Crown and North Central. I've been saying we need to know what Crown is made of, and it's a great chance for them to make a statement. So if I can only choose one of those two, I'd probably pick the one against Northwestern just off the basis that they beat Northwestern last year too. And Northwestern's going to want a little bit of revenge in that one, and they're going on the road to do it again. So to me, that's the one that immediately jumps out on the page, and to me, that's the one I'm most excited to take a look and i don't know if i'll be able to watch it i'll be busy with some other work and stuff going on here in crookston but i'll definitely be keeping my tabs on it to see how it goes as i will with the rest of them all weekend obviously as well i think in saint bonnie and in morris if you could go to two spots those are going to be great ones on friday and saturday if you can see some basketball in that massive gym at morris or if you can watch some games at the whack in saint bonnie should be some uh, great atmospheres and this is what we've been waiting for, folks. So uh, enjoy it. It's coming up real soon. And yeah, why? That's that's really all I got. Any parting thoughts you have before we wrap this one up? Feel free to give us a follow on Twitter if you're interested in what we're doing. Tell your friends and families about us. And uh, yeah, we hope people have been enjoying the content we're putting out. You can always download our episodes so you can listen anytime, anywhere. Otherwise, uh, if you have questions or people you want us to interview or ways you want to be involved, Always feel free to let us know. We want this to be interactive. It's been pretty interactive for the most part, but we still feel we can maybe take another step. So always feel free to reach out. We're here to 
listen to the people and that's why we're doing this we're doing it for the people not doing it for ourselves so uh and as i guess john rothstein says as we get into conference play stay positive test negative hopefully we don't have any shutdowns here as we're moving into the cold winter season so with that that's all i got ryan that's all i have as well the entree is officially coming to the table we finally made it folks enjoy this weekend we're looking forward to catching you next time on unlike any other the UMAC.